Welcome back to Well, That's Interesting, the damn, there's bodies everywhere edition. Aren't there, though? Yes. Aren't there, though? There's so many bodies everywhere. So many. Just everywhere. I mean, I've only seen, like, two, but, like, (laughs) I just feel like there are bodies everywhere. Yes. Do you mean dead bodies or live bodies? Oh, so dead. Okay, okay. Just just wanted to clarify. I was like, there's a lot of live bodies, too, but. We're, We're talking old dead bodies today. I love an old dead body. <laughs> yeah, today. Nothing better. <laughs> today is episode 095. Let's check out these newly discovered coffins. I mean, if there's one thing I love more than an old dead body, it's a newly discovered coffin. What is right. better than a coffin? That's right. It's a fresh coffin, very old body. Yeah. That's right. There are three things, <laughs> three things I love in this world. Old body, fresh coffins. And tacos. And that's, <laughs> that's right, separately. <laughs> separately. Please don't put them. I mean, put two of them together. Maybe all three. Uh, let's... A coffin made of tacos. Oh, yeah. That, okay, cool. Mm. Well, that's going to have to or... happen for one of us. <laughs> or a coffin in the shape of a taco, which kind of goes with one of the stories today. I see what you're doing. You're trying to get back on track to talk about the subject. <laughs> yes. Taco-shaped coffin would be amazing. Also, we can definitely talk about this subject. <laughs> well, actually, before we get into these coffins, yeah. literally, yeah. Uh, we hmm. need to quickly talk about something equally as metal as fuck. Oh, my God. Taking place this weekend uh, on July 8th. What? Which I think is actually tomorrow. That's tomorrow? Yeah. Uh, we need, and we need to thank a member of the flock for bringing it to our attention. Oh my God. Uh, Lauren Nayart, we're looking at you. Oh, yeah. We're always looking at you, Lauren. You're awesome. <laughs> yeah, what a badass. We're like right there just looking at you. Uh, Lauren has sent us so much gold over the last two years and once again has answered the call. Oh my God. We want you guys to send us something, anything you think is interesting. And Lauren has been stepping up and just throwing shit at us and we love it. Yeah, we love it. We love everything y'all send us. We read it. We we laugh at it. That sounds mean. We laugh with you about it. Oh, totally. Does that make sense? 110%. Please send us everything you think is interesting, that you love, that you you hate, to send it. Oh, if you hate something, please tell us about it. Please tell us about it. We... You know, uh, we're here for it. Yeah, we're, we'll, we'll smush it into an episode or an in-betweeny. For sure. We'll smush that shit in. For sure. Absolutely. So, Lauren, thank you for DMing us over Instagram about the competition slash concert y'all never knew you needed. My friends, may I introduce you to the heavy metal knitting championships held where else but fin- Finland? That is the best combination <laughs> yes. of things I've ever heard I have so many questions. I love uh, that it's in sweet, cozy Finland that I know so little about. That's right. This is all I know oh about Finland. I think I saw, is Finland the country I used to joke that wasn't real? Yes. Uh, Dr. Riley here. Um, oh, by the way, I'm Jill Chacha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. And I am with the conspiracy theorist who didn't believe Finland exists. Uh, I, I'm with uh, Marissa Riley. That, yes, that's me. <laughs> To to clarify, I do know that Finland exists. It's just an ongoing joke I do to bother Jill where I'm like, I really don't think Finland is real. I think a group of people are talking about it and making it a joke, but um, I don't think it's real. I know Finland is real. I recognize 
our Finnish listeners. That's y'all right. are awesome. And I feel like you'll have an awesome sense of humor and won't come for me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> they have an awesome fucking sense of humor and fucking they love heady, 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 heady. They love heavy metal and knitting, my friends. These two things have joined. and Finally. Yes. Finally. Thank you, Finland. <laughs> Thank you. And just to give you a taste of what happens on stage, Dr. Marissa, I have a one-minute video compilation oh, of God. the event, which took place back in 2019. That's sacred year. The, the, <laughs> the sacredest of years. Sacred year. Um, are you asking me if I want to watch? Because the yes. answer is yes. Absolutely. I must see this. 110%. Please tell us what you see. And if anyone wants to watch along, Jesus Christ, you should. Please fire up your YouTube and search Heavy Metal Knitting Best Moments 2019. Amazing. And behold the joy we all need right fucking now. Yes. For the love of God. Jesus. I'm going to bring it up right here. Dr. Marissa, please tell us what you see. First of all, <laughs> it's not what I expected. The first thing I see is a topless young man um, in a... Is, is he a sumo wrestler? That's right. He's a sumo wrestler. I'm sorry, not a young man. A sumo, a full-grown sumo wrestler. And uh, he's standing in front of what looks like a metal band. Yep. Rocking the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. Oh, I mean, no, but yes. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, my God. more than I thought it would be. Yeah. I thought it would be like a knitting circle while they play heavy metal. Oh, it's even better. This is they're playing heavy metal while like moshing and knitting. Yes. And freaking so it's like a heavy metal concert, but let's say the fangirl mosh pit is knitting while like thrashing their heads. That's right. So impressive. Um they're People here who are holding um, balls of yarn, shaking them above their heads, lots of knitted bags. I think someone had knitted uh, like dreadlocks. Mm -hmm. And um, there's also a couple sumo wrestlers, which, you know, I respect. Yeah. And uh, I saw someone dressed as a geisha. That's right. That is right. Yeah, there's yeah. there's a lot going on here. There's uh, a lot going on. <laughs> so those two sumo wrestlers were part of a trio called Giga Body Metal from Japan. That's the coolest thing I've ever heard. Uh, um. Like you said, <laughs> <laughs> their third member was dressed as a geisha, and they were the winners back in 2019. Uh, shout out to third place. Uh, they're called Nine Inch Needles, and they were from the U.S. of A. I mean, <laughs> her hands are in her face. I, what? Way to seize an opportunity. Uh, amazing. For a pun. Nine inch needles. Nine inch needles. Moment of silence. So good. In respect for <laughs> nine inch needles. Also, uh, this Japanese band is incredible. I want to know how you win yeah, this. Exactly. You probably want to know what the hell is going on here. Well, yeah. back in 2018, the founders of the event had the awesome idea of turning people who love to knit into rock stars. Uh, Finland 
happens to be the heavy metal capital of the world. Amazing. With 50 heavy metal bands per 100,000 people. It's the coolest fact about <laughs> Finland yes. I've ever heard. Sort of goes with my theory that it's not real because that's <laughs> too good to <laughs> too be good. true. It's too fucking good. It's too good to be true. Tell me more about yeah. Finland, so, though. Naturally, this thing happened there. And yeah. all you have to do, if you want to join in is just grab some friends, choreograph a fucking colossal act to one of three pre-selected songs okay. and then knit to the tune played by the band behind you. So That's so cool. We could do this. Anyone can do it. If you have what it takes, just apply. There's actually no fee. No, we... <laughs> We should do uh, this. We should do this. Yeah, And it would be a wonderful way for me to prove that Finland is real. That's right. To see Finland, touch it, mm. and then um, do a knitting metal performance. There you go. I feel... It's the only way to verify that Finland is real. This is the only way to do it. And a I heavy think, metal knitting championship is the only way. I, <laughs> I've made this about me, yes. and we are going. I'm so excited. <laughs> hope you're into that, Jill. I'm so into it. We'll, we'll start choreographing now. We, we have a whole year. We have a whole year to prepare <laughs> and save. And just, uh, I can't wait. It's the yeah. best thing in the world. So if you need more details about this championship, there's just so much stuff on their website. Uh, head on over to heavymetalknitting.com, and I am fucking stoked to let y'all know you don't even have to be in Finland to watch because this year's finalists can be seen live over the competition's YouTube channel, uh, or fucking website on July 8th. So, you know, don't miss it. Enjoy your fucking self. I'm not going to miss it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I want to enjoy myself. That's it's really right. hard to right now, but yes, I will be <laughs> watching these amazing people. It's incredible. And uh, thank and you, rock. Lauren, for blessing us with this information. Oh, I mean, Lauren. Good job. Yeah. We well done. We didn't really live until we knew this. No, so, no. Everything before was different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, should we begin with these fucking coffins? Oh, yeah, the coffins! The coffins. Yes, let's do it! <laughs> right, so today, my friends, we have two stories of people just going about their business and stumbling upon ancient things, specifically coffins, which will no doubt fill in the many gaps in the roadmap of our human history. At last. Finally. Yeah. So if you're a longtime listener of this podcast, uh, you know that next to a good hole and mm -hmm. things getting stuck inside people... We love some holes in... Shit. That's right. <laughs> Next to those things, we love cracking open a mysterious box. Oh, I love cracking open a box. Mm -hmm. That sounded so predatory. <laughs> I'm did. so sorry. I'm just going to be over here. Okay. I'll be all right. All right. <laughs> Bye, Jill. <laughs> uh, thankfully, there's no shortage of tombs. And today, we're going to start by heading on over to Lincolnshire County in merry old England. Sounds fun. That's Let's right. do it. Let's Road do trip. It. Not really. <laughs> we need a boat. <laughs> At least a boat, at least a plane. Yeah. Now, I also hope you brought your golf stuff because we're about to play around at the Tetney Golf Club. Amazing. Now, where in the world is all this shit? Don't you worry. I got you. It's not a problem. Everyone, please imagine England. You got it. Okay. Now, point to the very northeast corner. Okay. And there on the coastline, overlooking the North Sea, is the delightful Tetney Golf Club. Nice. Rated four out of four. I'm sorry, four... <laughs> I can do this. Rated 4.4 4 out of 5 on Google. Well done, That's Tetney. hard to do. You know? Well done, Tetney. You know, I can only imagine how hard it is <laughs> to get a good rating when you're called a Tetney yeah. golf club, mm. yeah. which sounds like tetanus. Sounds like a slang word for tetanus. <laughs> yeah. I, I got, got the Tetney. I got the Tetney. <laughs> so so uh, now it just also happens to be our favorite year again. 
the year no one remembers that just blissful year you want to say it together yes 2019, 2019. <laughs> the best long. year of our lives the last year of our lives <laughs> it's 2019 and then it's july and a very very hot july at that uh ground crews at the course were working on remodeling the pond area which required a little digging oh. uh, at the bottom of the pond there was no dirt but a gravel mound of course there was yeah mm-hmm. dr marissa please tell us what was discovered beneath that mound under a golf course in England? Nothing would make me happier than to talk about this. All right. From Isaac Schultz at Gizmodo, quote, a half-ton coffin dating to the early Bronze Age was found. Random. The, co- <laughs> the coffin cut from a single oak tree and thought to be about 4,000 years old contained human remains, an axe. Oh, yeah. And a bed of plant material meant to cushion the body in its eternal slumber. End quote. I would have to say the biggest red flag. What a red flag. <laughs> I mean, this whole thing is a red flag. Um, but why, like, I'm just so curious why someone had to be buried yeah. with an axe. Mm. And I'm positive it's because they had to put that there in case the person woke up because they weren't sure. Oh my God. And they had to chop their way out. Am I right? That's dark. Tell me I'm right. That's a great idea. Just put one in my taco coffin. (laughs) Okay, you got it. I might also like check your pulse. (laughs) That's also really helpful. There's a couple other ways we could do this, but I felt like back then... Stick stick an axe in there. You weren't sure. Stick a fucking axe. That's a great idea. Well, we're going to get back to that fucking axe. Don't you worry. Thank God. We're going to get back to it. So yeah, everyone, what a day for those construction workers. (laughs) (laughs) They found a thousand pound, ten foot long, three foot wide solid wood coffin. Amazing. Mark Caswell, owner of Tetney Golf Club, told the local press, quote, My family farmed here for years before we opened the golf course, and I'd never have imagined that there was a whole other world buried under the fields. As soon as we realized what we brought up working on the pond, we contacted the local authority and they put us in touch with the archaeologists from the County Council and Historic England. That's so cool. Oh my gosh. I love that they contacted archaeologists. That's really neat. In in, uh, the United States, that wouldn't happen. No, they would just keep it. Yeah, they would keep it. They would put it on the golf course and make it a part of the golf course. Yeah. Like you have to putt through it or some shit. Exactly. (laughs) They'd open like a burger stand in it or something. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. So now I know you all have a lot of questions. Like, how do you handle a 4,000-year-old body? And uh, who the fuck is this person? I surprisingly didn't ask either <laughs> oh, really? of those questions, but I sure am now. <laughs> uh, great questions, Dr. Riley. Yep. So, <laughs> um, the conservation team, uh, sorry, the conservation team for York Archaeological Trust booked it to the scene to do a little sleuthing and to get this discovery into a stabilized environment. Nice. As you said, Dr. Marissa, they determined it was from the early Bronze Age or sometime around 3500 BC. Okay. And to put this into context, this thing is older than the Great Pyramid of Giza, which is which was built around 2500 BC. That's so old. Sorry, I like <laughs> choked because it's so old. It's so it's old. old. It's old, dude. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> it's 
old and made of wood that hasn't seen the light of day or been exposed to air for millennia. Amazing. So, Dr. Marissa, what dramatic steps did researchers take to stop disintegration? Oh, okay, let's talk about it. All right, from Gizmodo, quote, to prevent that from happening, the excavated objects were immediately put in bags filled with groundwater, mm-hmm. and the coffin was put in a cold storage for a year. Yeah. That's relatable. I, <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there. Let me just put it in the freezer for a year, and then we'll think about it. Um, continuing the quote, afterward, the coffin was moved to the York Archaeological Archeol- it's the yep. York yeah, right. Trust and uh, <laughs> where conservators have been working on it and the associated artifacts, including an axe. And mm-hmm. quote, that's so crazy. They had to put it in the in the fridge yeah. for a year. Yep. Why? That's right. That's, that's so random. Yeah, they needed to stabilize it, like slowly expose it to oh, things. Yeah. That's so gentle and smart. Yeah. Again, not at all American. If no. for some reason we did burger stand. Burger stand. Hot dog stand. S- sell it at like mm-hmm. Antiques Roadshow. Right. It would be Yeah, you put you like somehow capitalize it on it capitalize on it just like sell tickets something like that or put it in a dumpster and then a child will discover it and get a curse put on them that's <laughs> how it always goes am i right it's either one of the other people yeah. <laughs> so, yeah so my friends they actually had to wait a whole damn year before cracking into it and i have a photo of ian panter with the coffin amazing hold on to your panties he is the head of <laughs> so sorry it's so gonna be a new thing Hold on to your panties. <laughs> Sorry, did you think I would let that slip? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll let you tell no, me the rest. I know. I, know. I had to do something. <laughs> I'm glad you did. I don't know. I don't know what was what came over me. I love it. If we're gonna make it a thing, let's make it a thing. Okay. <laughs> We're doing it. Hold on here. We'll, we'll put it on a tote. There you go. Put it on a mug. Put it on a mug. Enjoy. <laughs> Send it to your mom. <laughs> so, uh, Ian Panter is the head of conservation at the York Archaeological Trust. Uh, Dr. Mar- <laughs> Dr. Marissa, would you like to see the project that they have on their hands? Yes, all please. Right. Here he is. And all photos we talk about today will be on our social media stuff. So please come on by and take a look at the coffin, and kind of what happened to it. Oh, my God. Oh, what am I looking at? Okay, I'm going to pull the screen a little closer to me. This does not look like a coffin. Mm. So it looks like a big piece of wood that has been burned. Yeah, right? uh, Into chunks. Yeah. It just looks like chunks of burned wood, and it's really hard to make out a coffin. I'm guessing this used to be a big, yeah, in a big coffin shape. Yeah, I I don't know if it if they disassembled it. Okay, oh, and they're gonna oh. reassemble. I think I, but yeah, this in this particular photo, there's one long piece, and then there's about five or six chunks, and. Exactly, yeah. I missed the long piece because I was so taken by the chunks. But the long piece actually kind of looks. Almost like a canoe or a sled, like yeah. it's a long piece. But yeah, I see how they would put that back together. Yeah. Very 
Very cool. That wood is dark. It's almost it's, black. Yeah. That's how old it is. Yeah. It's so old. <laughs> Older than a pyramid. Oh, That's my right. God. That's right. Ah. So not seen in this photo was the body that was inside. Oh, yeah, That's right. Hugh Wilmot, an archaeologist at the University of Sheffield who participated in the excavations, said initial attempts to extract DNA have been unsuccessful. Ah, oh, fuck. I know. But don't you worry. There's a shit ton of other clues to help figure out who this may have been and what the fuck is going on here. Yes. Now, the first clue into this person's life was the location of the burial. Okay. Tim Allen, not the actor, but... Uh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Andy Man. The other Tim Allen. Got it. <laughs> there's, there's only two. There's only two. Uh, he was, or is, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Tim, I hope you're still alive. <laughs> what is that? Oh, shit. I haven't looked up Tim ever. <laughs> Oh, no. I'm sorry. Continue. Continue. We'll look it up Oh, God. So Tim Allen, another Sheffield-based archaeologist, said in a press release, the man buried at Tetney lived in a very different world to ours, but like ours, it was a changing environment. Rising sea levels and coastal flooding ultimately covered his grave and burial mound in a deep level of... Sl- deep layer of sl- silt. Silt is hard, guys. That's a hard word. <laughs> Jeez. Ultimately covered his grave and burial mound in a deep layer of silt that a- that aided its preservation. End quote. Amazing. Yeah. So this material of silt aided in its preservation. Yeah. I just repeated what you just said, but... <laughs> I'm digesting it, and yeah, that's I mean, really it was cool. probably terrifying for the people who lived there at the time that the water I levels did, rise. But I didn't it, think of the people yeah, at yeah. all. I <laughs> that's, yeah. only thought of this. But uh, aside from the people, this is really crazy. It's fucking crazy. Now, that burial mound, by the way, indicates that this person was probably very well known by the community, as it would take a number of people to help build it. Uh, not only was this a sign of care, but Dr. Marissa, please tell us what else. Uh, the sea eerily preserved, and what that tells us. I would love to talk about it. All right, Hugh Wilmont tweeted that moss, yew, or juniper... Uh, okay, let me, I'm going to do this again. Yeah, today's, today's a weird day. <laughs> We're going to get this. Yes. Don't you worry. Okay, Hugh Wilmont tweeted that moss, yew, or juniper... Uh, hazelnuts and leaf buds were found in the coffin. This suggests uh, the burial likely took place toward the end of spring some four millennia ago. For context, woolly mammoths still roamed the earth. Mm -hmm. It's so old. Uh, Wilmot said in an email to Gizmodo that the hazelnuts may have been a food offering while the moss may have been a sort of bed for the deceased, end quote. So it's like a fucking fairy yeah. coffin. This there you is go. cute as hell. It's very cozy. So have some nuts. <laughs> have right. some moss. Because you know? you're a, a gorgeous elf. Like, <laughs> yes. I think I, I think I figured out what this is. Mm. This is an elf. Gigantic elf. Buried in one piece of tree mm-hmm. wood? Of course. Yeah. Of course. It does make sense. little braids in their hair. Aw. So cute. So cute. 100%. Little, little nuts for, like, snacks. <laughs> <laughs> what else would an elf snack on? Of course. I'm obsessed. Yeah. So, so this is all super, super sweet and a sign that someone of importance, that this was someone of importance to someone else. And not only is the woolly mammoth fact really fucking cool, yeah. uh, let's get into some stats and focus in on that axe for okay. a moment. Now... 
Wooden coffins from the Bronze Age, these things are super rare and hard to come by. They just don't survive. There are only 65 from the British region in existence. And axes, well, they're even rarer. There are only 12 others. Yeah. Wow. And, And this one... Let's take a look at this ma- this this axe because it looks like it was made just fucking yesterday. Take oh a God. look at this photo. I I, I can't believe <laughs> yes, that this I is four thousand years old. Okay, so no joke. I had to film a project once where I needed an axe. So we did you know you can Amazon an axe tomorrow? It can come <laughs> to your house tomorrow in a box. Yeah, we, we, you can buy a lot of crazy shit in this you country. You can buy anything yeah. you want. I promise. <laughs> just try. But don't try that hard. Um, but <laughs> it was a fresh, brand new axe with a wooden handle. It looked like right out of American Psycho. And it looks just like this axe yeah. that I'm looking at here that is a gazillion years old. The only difference is this axe, the um, metal part, mm-hmm. the blade, looks a little rusty. Yeah. Just a little rusty. A smidge a smidge different from what we're usually used to. Yeah, and, uh, it also yeah. looks a little um, dull, but yeah. that might just be the angle. There you go. Let's 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 get into it because it's made of something a little special. Oh, yeah. Now researchers believe the axe is more of a symbol of authority than a tool, and that's because the axe head is less than four inches across. Oh, so it could be a fairy or an elf at this point, but yeah. It is, however, made of a combination of stone and fossilized coral, so it's fancy. That's the coolest thing I've ever heard. It is fancy. This is a very nice yeah. thing. Very nice thing. So, <laughs> <laughs> the handle is, of course, made of wood, and it's doing great. But as we saw, the coffin had a few pieces to it, and that's going to take at least two years to fully treat. Wow. So this is a very long-term project. After that time, it will find a home in the Collection Museum in Lincolnshire where the discovery was made. But my friends, I have a plot twist. Do you know? I do. Get, get ready for this. Okay. Just a short time before this 4,000-year-old coffin was unearthed by a construction crew on a golf course, the University of Sheffield decided to shutter its archaeology department and was in the process of doing so. Oh. Yeah. The local University of Worcester also intended to end its archaeology department, both for the same usual reasons, cut to Cuts to educational funding. Boo. Yeah. Isaac Schultz of Gizmodo said it best, quote, had the Sheffield archaeological team not been close by, this cultural heritage would have quickly deteriorated, end quote. <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah, I know. So, my friends, a burial that happened four millennia ago had coincidentally also unearthed how important these departments are. And a frenzy of fundraising has begun. Amazing. So all you need for fundraising is a dead body and a coffin. <laughs> Two things. It's easy. All you need. Easy. Uh, how, but like how cool yeah. that these things, boom, happen, happened. Aligned. It's because it was magic. Because it was an elf. <laughs> the elf knew and was like, I got to do something. I've been watching <laughs> Thor, so I'm like... <laughs> Every Thor movie from the MCU. I'm, yeah. It's, it's going to be okay. It's a journey. It's, you're going to be okay. I don't know what okay. I'm doing. So, Tell me more. 70,000 pounds has already been donated, and an entire campaign is underway to save British archaeology. The movement... The movement? <laughs> what is happening? The movement is aptly called the Campaign to Save British Archaeology. Amazing. And Dr. Marissa, 
from the campaign's website, savearchaeology.co.uk. What's the goal and how can people help? Nothing would make me happier than to talk about this. All right, quote, archaeology is under threat. In recent years, archaeology departments in universities across the UK have increasingly been threatened by cuts and the prospect of closure. This is not just bad news for archaeologists and those who wish to study archaeology. Archaeology is for all of us. Our aim is to halt the closure of university archaeology departments. Nailed it. I can do this. <laughs> across the United Kingdom, the campaign to save British archaeology is a volunteer-run, not-for-profit campaign. If you want to support our efforts, please consider a donation. Donations only will be used to cover website hosting, administrative costs, and other campaign expenses. End quote. What total badasses. Yeah. Something as small as archaeology is for all of us. Yeah. What? How beautifully said. It's so true. It's literally our stuff and our history. And if we don't fucking look for it or take care of it. Yeah, you disappear. We disappear. You fucking disappear. No one wants that. No. That's right, folks. If we want to find more bodies, we need researchers. Yeah. So donate to some educational programs if you can. You'll also be supporting this podcast indirectly because we get to talk about the cool shit they find, like the stuff, after the break. Ooh! Oh my god, I'm so excited about this. Check it out, folks. I've got good news. St. Nick is real. I know it. And we found his grave. Oh god. <laughs> 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 uh, stay tuned. Please do. And we're back. We are so back. We're so back. And my friends, you better watch out. Oh. You better not cry. Ah. The song is abusive. Yes. No, no, need, to, <laughs> no need to say why. <laughs> Did you have so much fun writing that? It was really great. Okay, I had so much great. fun listening mm-hmm. to it. It's it was a great day. <laughs> I, I'm glad someone's addressed how creepy that song is. Yes. Wow. So if that tune rang a bell, you know it's about St. Nick. And before we get into this epic, epic story... Another huge shout out to a member of the flock. This one goes out to Kissy4647 on Uh, the Twitter. Kissy4647, what a hero. What a fucking hero. Thank you for DMing us about this here discovery. Please, people, keep them coming, y'all. Be our eyes and our ears and our butts, etc. Yes. Most importantly, (laughs) our butts. (laughs) We absolutely love it. This this story is fucking insane. Okay, let's get into it. St. Nick was once upon a time a totally real person. Oh my god! And he didn't seem too problematic for a man born in 280 AD. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So his hometown is nowhere near the North Pole. I'm sorry, kids. Uh, He was born in the country we now call Turkey. Oh. Yeah. In a town that was under Roman rule at the time. Got it. Possibly a place called Myra, now called Demery. Interesting. where Where in the world is all of this? All right, don't worry. I got you. Everyone, please, imagine the heel of Italy. Oh, you got it. All right, now move your eyes southeast. All right, you hit Greece. Okay. Keep going, and voila, you'll see Turkey. Ah. There it is, and there in the middle of its southern shores is Demri, overlooking the Mediterranean. Barf. Oh, God, so gross. Disgusting. It must yes. be so hard God. to be people in Demery. <laughs> so, legend has it there are many legends about the guy. Uh, one, 
Nick was born into wealth, but when both of his parents died, he spread the wealth, helping the sick and impoverished. Uh, yeah, that's. I, I was just because how how nice. Yeah, I wish more people would do that. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. The end. Uh, two, he secretly paid the dowries of three sisters so they could be married instead of being sold into servitude. That's so nice. Also nice. Same difference, but I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, good times. Number three, he also slash may have secretly left coins in the shoes of the poor, which they left outside their homes. That's pretty cute. That is cute. That's very nice. It's very nice. <laughs> Whatever the case... This guy was well-liked, popular, and even became bishop of Myra slash Demery. His generosity scored him sainthood after death, and his bearded face became the symbol of gift-giving. So, his day was to be celebrated on December 6th. So, he sounds pretty cool. Sounds pretty cool. And sounds like a local... Local uh, local hero. Local hero. Local bearded hero leaves money. You see the headline. <laughs> like, there's money in shoes. Now, in Turkey, that sounds very sweet. But in Florida, that would be a whole other... Like, yeah. That would be a, the story of meth. <laughs> uh, so, St. Nick's Day was December 6th. But very long story short, after the Protestant Reformation and a whole bunch of other shit, gift-giving moved from December 6th to Christmas. So that's oh, why we do the thing. Oh, I see, I see. Of course... No matter the date, people love giving and receiving gifts and shit and all the things. So people just loved St. Nick. And I mean it. They loved him so much. Stealing his body kind of became a thing. Okay, so we've crossed a line. <laughs> yes! I understand love. But stealing a dead body yeah. is a, a whole other level. It's This was such a big thing. Let's get into it. So, Dr. Marissa, I thought we could take turns reading from a fantastic Smithsonian Mag article by Jason Daly. Uh, He did an amazing job summarizing where, rumor had it, St. Nick ended up over the years. Oh, my God. Do you want to get into the journey that this corpse took? Yes, I'm so ready for this corpse journey. (laughs) (laughs) All right, quote, Josie Enzer at The Telegraph reports that St. Nicholas was indeed buried in the church in Demur uh, after his death in 343 A.D., But in 1087, so the story goes, traders from the Italian city of Bari stole the saint's bones and transported them to their hometown where a basilica was built to house them. That's right. Yeah. In 2014, forensic experts... Forensic experts reconstructed the face of the man in the crypt, revealing what they said was the true face of Santa. Oh, my God. But Venice also claims that its sailors stole the bones of St. Nicholas in 1099 during the First Crusade, and that the bones are actually housed in the church of St. San Nicolo El Lido. Oh, my God. What a journey. Okay. Mm -hmm. Continuing the quote, then there's the claim that St. Claus's final resting place is in Ireland? (laughs) According to that tale, a Norman family of crusaders moved St. Nicholas's remains to Bari uh, to Bari in 1169 when that part of Italy was under Norman control. 
When the Normans were pushed out of Italy, the body was moved to Nice, France. How nice. When (laughs) the Normans lost France, the remains ended up uh, on an estate in Kilkenny, Ireland, and buried in Uh, at an abbey where a special ceremony is still held each year to honor the saint. End quote. Oh my God. What a fucking mess. People really liked him. Yes. Like I thought they were just like, oh my God, money, thank you. But like, no, y'all were obsessed. Obsessed. Absolutely obsessed. And this story is a mess. Where in the world is old Saint Nick? Yeah. Well, it turns out he didn't go anywhere. Oh. Ah, yes. Join me, will you? Back in the OG church in Demre, which I think I'm saying right. It's D-E-M-R-E. Yeah. Anyway, back in Turkey at a place aptly called the Church of St. Nicholas. Oh. Yeah. It was here uh, where the head of Antalya's monument authority, Semil Karabayram. Yeah. Karabayram. Karabayram. Semil Karabayram asked a very simple question. Did anyone look under the church for a crypt? Oh, that's an excellent question. Mm -hmm. For you see, archaeologists believe the remains that were stolen a long time ago, in 1087 or 1099, that they belonged to someone else, as that coffin was above ground and super exposed. If you're going to bury a saint, it better be protected, right? So Samil brought some radar equipment and CT scanners to the church and focused on the elaborate mosaic floor peeking beneath with his non-invasive approach. I love a non-invasive approach. Awesome. (laughs) Dr. Marissa, was Samil's hunch correct? Let's talk about it. All right. As Kareem Shaheen at The Guardian reports, researchers discovered an intact temple and burial grounds below the Church of St. Nicholas. Mm -hmm. I love love that it's been there the whole time. That's right. An idiot's be idiots like there's like a decoy corpse who's but like whose body was that yeah i know that body has been places oh my god i like how in in ireland they're worshiping like bob (laughs) oh my my god so fucking great so yes my friends there's a secret room which is so fun so fun Samil spoke to the local press about this and what the next steps will be. Quote, We believe this shrine has not been damaged at all, but it is quite difficult to get to as there are mosaics on the floor. Each tile will need to be removed one by one so the floor can be returned to its present glory. End quote. Oh my god, shout out to archaeologists yeah. for having the most patience in oh the world. Yeah. I do not have that kind of patience Tile by tile? Have y'all seen an ancient mosaic? (laughs) That's so many tiles because they had so much free time. Mm -hmm. Because they didn't have Netflix or like money and food. So they're like, I'm just going to tile a floor until I die at 25. You know, my day is full. (laughs) full. Also, can you believe like how many like just secret compartments and like coffins and bodies and stuff are like everywhere in the ground that's what i'm saying it's wild (laughs) it's wild i wonder how many bodies are beneath us oh god Hmm. well we'll uh we'll get to that later okay (laughs) so excavation is gonna take some time uh according to all that's interesting.com he plans to hire a new team comprised of scientists with eight different specialities to work at the site the groundwork has already begun 
and Karabayram says that the team will, quote, hopefully unearth the shrine's secrets soon. Ooh, the secrets of Santa Claus. <laughs> That's right. I don't know about you, but Zombie Santa is on my bingo card for 2022. Of course. It's the only uh, thing we haven't seen. That's right. <laughs> zombie Santa. Zombie fucking Santa. It's he's, totally happening. He's watching That's when right. you're sleeping or something. <laughs> So thank you for listening, rating, subscribing, telling your friends about the heavy metal knitting competition championships taking Heroes. place. Incredible. Uh, July 8th. Check it out. Uh, please, if you join, let us know. Just let, yeah. Uh, yeah. Are you all yeah, participating? Should Send we go us together? a video. Yeah. Do you want, do you want a friend or two? <laughs> we come in a pair. So yeah, there you go. Uh, what else? Tell, tell them about the golf course body and, uh, Santa, tell a child Santa's dead, yeah. but we found him. But we found him. <laughs> then tell a child there's probably a dead body underneath him right now. Yes. Yes, there is. There is. And please, stay interesting. Please do.